goodness. I love that. Can you guys do that sound? Eagle. Or maybe it's one of those Jurassic eagles from the Amazon that eat sloths. <laughs> the dinosaur eagle. <laughs> Shaba. Glory. It is the day of a great eagle. I saw a great eagle flying through the mid heavens. It is written. Finally took the sky back by the olive trees. Amen? Are you guys getting shaken? Good. That's the only way you get a 19 out of someone's spirit so that their brain is actually crucified with the fresh oil called Christ. Crucified with Christ. My life is crucified. My flesh is crucified with not stakes on a cross. You know, we're not masochists. How sick and disgusting is that? People still do that, beating themselves up in the physical realm. It actually has to do with the anointing burning your flesh, crucified with Christ, the anointing. So the burning of the apostolic and the prophetic anointing oils from my spirit through my heart and brain have crucified my carnal mind in the blazing glory. Crucified with Christ is having your whole brain filled with the oil of God, the light of God has nothing to do with beating yourself up with masochistic religion and ritualism that numbskulls do every day, pretending like some kind of outward discipline is Christ. Outward discipline is humanism. Outward discipline is religion, externalism. It's the maximum extent of demonic activity that a human is capable of trying to be God, but not relying on Christ. That's what tramples the blood of Jesus underfoot is you're not relying on Christ in your spirit to do the works. You're still trying to beat yourself up and do it in your brain and be good and be a good boy and be a good girl and all this garbage that doesn't work. They're all full of secret sin. It gets exposed every day. We deal with it by the hundreds. We got people that are still hooked to heroin, still hooked to pornography, all messaging me every day all these things they struggle with most of them just have money problems and fear problems and it's not that extreme but it's still equal sin and they're still dying from their own sins because they don't know how to repent and return with all their brain to Christ and their spirit and I see the demons wasting so many people's days and time trying to fight the same familiar spirit sitting on your shoulder that's not how you win in spiritual warfare you win in spiritual warfare by building your spirit up feeding the word, feeding on the oil, feeding on Christ within you. And your spirit gets so strong that it just pops those critters right off your shoulders. If you are attacking familiar spirits in your brain realm, you're going to be the most frustrated, defeated, psychotic, insane Christian in the world. I've seen thousands of Christians waste their entire lives in spiritual warfare. There's no reason for it. If you fill your spirit up with fresh anointing and fresh oil in your belly, that stuff will pop off of you. Just burn it out by growing your spirit. All of those distractions of Satan are so that you don't grow your spirit. 
Everything in the external realm does not want you to develop your spirit into full spiritual stature by relying on the anointings of the apostle and prophet in your belly. I mean, that's what keeps a billion people into worthless garbage. The whole world is bewitched, so we can honestly say eight billion. We can say eight billion people are bewitched or have a brown paper bag of their human nature over their soul, and they don't know who they are in Christ yet. Even the leaders in Christianity don't know who they are in Christ. They're still in competition with one another, you know, trading on sheep, trying to corral sheep into their sheep shed through marketing and having the nicest music and the nicest light show and through advertisement. Moses and Elijah don't care. We're on the top of the mountain of transfiguration, burning up your humanity from above and not below. If you're from below, you're in all that competition, all that comparison, all that envy, all that strife, all that garbage. You're wasting your life in your human nature. There's a divine nature in Mount Zion. The Father appeared to Jesus with Moses and Elijah because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, had been growing in the apostolic and the prophetic up until that time. He'd been growing in Moses and Elijah. Moses represents the fullness of the apostolic. Elijah represents the fullness of the prophetic that you need in order to overcome death in this generation. Moses overcame death. God had to kill him. He would have lived forever. At 120, 120, he was the fullness of the apostolic anointing. And then Archangel Michael took his body from Satan and gave it back to Moses' angel in heaven. Moses is in the flesh in heaven. Elijah went up in a whirlwind. He's in the flesh in heaven. Both Moses and Elijah overcame death. This is the apostolic and the prophetic anointing of God the Father's witness given to your spirit lives during this time and this generation predestined and foreordained to overcome death worldwide. And we're doing it. We're in the midst of it. We've been doing it for years. <laughs> that's all we do in this broadcast. And that's why we have so many enemies. Because all these people are submitted to death. They're like, no to Moses, no to Elijah, no to the apostolic and prophetic anointing. I can do some stuff in my brain. I can be a good person right here. I don't want to give up that much of me. And so they go out there and they get into little factions and we've seen it thousands of times and they never grow. They stop growing when you say no to God and the next degree of glory burning through your hearts and minds requiring more anointing to burn through your heart. Guess what? You just get stagnant. You get burnt out. You get beat up. They'll come back crawling with their tail between their legs like we've seen with hundreds of people before because there's nothing else in this world except the mountain of transfiguration of God the Father with Moses and Elijah and Jesus. Wake up. We're one kingdom, one spirit, one blood, one Father. If there's any other thing on your head except the crown of life, you've submitted to death. I hate seeing people submit to sorcerers. You have no idea how many thousands of people we've lost over the years. Wonderful people, partners in the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, all over the U.S. Years and years and years. And it's like some sorcerer comes around that's smarter than God and has all their, their ducks in a row and looks real professional and they submit to some sorcerer and they have a false father, a faction leader over their brain. And we never hear from them again. I'll look them up and it's like, oh, they died. I mean, several times I've looked them up and they died. I was like, what the heck? Satan ain't playing around. 
Satan ain't playing around. You go back into pride and lust in Sodom and Egypt, having tasted Zion and the Mount of Transfiguration and the great white throne and the great white eagle and the great white lion and the great white cloud, white of the glory of God with the rainbow around his soul and the transfiguration power of the anointings of Elijah and Moses. What are you going back to? having tasted of the power of the age to come, having tasted of the resurrection, will they return like dogs back to their vomit of their own pride and lust? I know we all have many times. (laughs) Oh, we do. There might still be something there for me in Egypt. Go back there and get into my brain for a season. Get real smart in my human nature. Think I'm smarter than the Holy Spirit think I'm smarter than God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Trinity trying to raise me above the stars that fell from heaven in this world. Raise me above Satan and his angels by the apostolic anointing of Moses that overcame all the fallen angels that's available to every single one of you today imparted into your spirit life. But no, I don't need that. You know, I'm going to submit to Satan's angels. I'm going to get smart in Babylon, go to college and study math. You know, I mean, people forfeit their divine destiny for momentary pleasures or destinies in their brain, which is the flesh. They get real smart in their brain, real puffed up in pride in their brain. And they think they're going to do something with their brain destiny. Your brain destiny is satanic. Melchizedek only works in your spirit destiny. God has a divine plan for your spirit. He's the father of spirits, not the father of flesh. Flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. Nicodemus, you must be born from above, born in heaven, born of the spirit and the water. Amen. And these are the living waters that grow your spirit. Hallelujah. Somebody is going to forfeit their natural plans for their life today and live a divine life. Someone's going to model Moses and Elijah through their spirit life in full spiritual stature, in the real anointing that heals the world. Someone's going to stand up like an olive tree of life and cover their city and make their city a demon-free zone today in the actual abilities of Christ and not the, the counterfeit abilities of the brain operating in witchcraft. Hocus-pocus, signs and wonders and miracles depart from me. I never knew you because you didn't develop it from the inside. You have an external demonic witchcraft anointing that bewitches the whole charismatic church. So that when the true internal sons of God manifest, they all call him the devil and blaspheme the Holy Spirit and go to hell. Seen it before. I know we'll see it again. The stubbornness and the pride of the Christian people is beyond knowing. People come in having filled their brains with years of Christianity, but have never even developed their spirit even day one. And so they're not willing to give up 40 years of tree of knowledge garbage in their brain, but the apostolic anointing doesn't ask permission. It burns up the pride in your brain automatically because it's the true love of the Father so you can live a divine life in the Spirit. God is Spirit. John 4.24 So guess what? He only cares about the development of your spirit so you can be a full spiritual stature state of wisdom and favor with Him. To walk with the Father in the coolness of the day is to walk in the fullness of your spirit through your heart and brain completely crucified with your spirit. Being crucified by your spirit is being crucified with Christ since Christ is the anointing. 
Amen? Truth anyhow, put it on repeat until you're the witchcraft of externalism gets burned off your brains. I know you guys come out of so much confusion, of so much externalism, that it's hard for you to hear me today. Some of these things I've told you thousands of times, and you got vipers in your ears, and you still can't hear the voice of many waters, <laughs> the voice of Jesus Christ trying to raise your spirits up from the dead while in the body. They hear the word, and then they do this external stuff. They'll just manifest some lust. You know, this fake it, some external stuff. The Father sees your spirit. We know that your brain is faithless, for the brain is the bottomless pit of man's self-efforts. It is. Where was he crucified? The place of the skull, Golgotha. If your brain is not crucified by the anointing, everything in your life is vanity. Vanity and a chasing after the wind. A chasing after the Holy Spirit. God chasers. They're chasing you. They're out there trying to find God. And he's like, what are you guys doing? Don't you know we're in the New Covenant now? Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. If you're God-chasing, you're bewitched. God lives in the midst of you. Why are you still looking for God? Who has bewitched you, you foolish Americans? Having begun in the Spirit, would you finish in the brain? May your brains be crucified with the power of the Holy Spirit today, with the power of the apostolic and prophetic anointing today that you may actually recognize the glory within your bellies. Otherwise, your whole lives will be wasted on false Christianity. Wasted! You think you're helping people when you're doing works and working out of your brain with all the stuff you think is the knowledge of good? The knowledge of good is what caused Eve to fall from glory. And that's what you feast on every Sunday morning, star day, external day, and your buildings made by human hands. No wonder why Christians are so demonized and so beat up. You've been submitting to fallen angels every Sunday morning for years. It's a ritual. Ritualism is of the flesh. Unless you're practicing an ever-increasing glory through your spirit, you've never even walked one day in real Christianity. Antioch, where they were first called Christians. Why? Because they were anointed ones. Their hearts lived on the anointing. What runs your heart? The thought life of your heart. The hidden person of your heart. Do you run on the fresh oil? I have anointed your head with fresh oil. It is written, Psalms 95, verse 3. I have anointed your head with fresh oil. Are you running on the fresh oil? Are you running on something out there excited to make money? That's the biggest temptation for first world nations, even third world nations. The whole world's deceived by unrighteous mammon, the golden image of Babylon the Great. I mean, it's going to be burnt up. <laughs> what burned up the golden image? You know, the Israelites are down there in the sand, and they built a golden calf. Moses came down and burnt it up and made them drink it. This apostolic anointing will burn up your idolatry. It will burn up your covetousness and greed. It's only a matter of time before it burns in every U.S. city, every U.S. family. I mean, seriously, the mountain of transfiguration, Mount Zion, is upon you all. There is no escaping this fire. There is no escaping this anointing. Jesus Christ made this world and purchased this earth back from Satan. 
He wants everything back. He wants your hearts back. He wants your minds back. And if you're not willing to give your hearts and minds to the anointing, the oil of joy, what are you going to do? You're going to be serving demons. Do Christians serve demons? Most. Most Christians serve demons. Anytime you serve anything external and not the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, you're serving demons. Now you can be in business and serve Christ and kick butt in apostolic and prophetic anointing. Most of the bride of Christ will be in business. Most of the activity in heaven is business. I'm about my father's business, Jesus Christ said. It was business. Melchizedek had business with Abraham's spirit when Abraham forsook his brain's carnal false destiny. Having conquered his five physical senses represented in the five kings that he killed. He came to Melchizedek and said, I want a spiritual destiny. And he tithes and gave him one-tenth of the plunder. Amen? Why? So his spirit could develop. That's why he's the father of faith. The size of your spirit is the size of your faith. That's why tithing is necessary so you don't go into the counterfeit of having a brain destiny and living a natural life. It says, I want to be attached to the kingdom of heaven to continuously grow my spirit so I'm not deceived by the flesh and the works of the flesh and living for the flesh. I want to store up riches and glory. I want to grow my spirit. Abraham is the father of faith because he decided to grow his spirit and forsake his natural man, and he killed the five kings, the five natural senses. I tell you the truth, that is the only way you enter the kingdom, that your five senses of your natural man be crucified with the fresh anointing oil blazing through your flesh and blood, blazing through your hearts, blazing through your faces. So you look high and drunk all the time, and they might call you a drunkard and a glutton. Why do you think they called Jesus a drunkard and a glutton? He looked high and drunk all the time. He was growing in the favor. He was growing in the wisdom of God. Wisdom has mixed her wine. Mixed wine of the Jews is exponentially stronger. They never watered it down. Wisdom mixes her wine, so it's a stronger wine. If you're not intoxicated, that means you're not growing in wisdom. Wisdom has mixed her wine. If you're not highly favored, if you're not high, that means there's no favor. Let the line of Judah, the apostolic anointing, stack gold bricks in your belly so that you're not poor, weak, feeble, orphaned, beggarly, looking for handouts. I tell you the truth. The apostolic anointing will build your spirit up that people will love to give you stuff, to love to do business with you, love to work with you, and to partner with you in ministry and in business, in Jacob and in Boaz, in heaven and on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. When you have the real apostolic anointing in every member of the Bride of Christ's will, people will want to be around you because you're the resurrection and the life. They want to come alive. They're sick and tired of being dead in their sins. And when they're around you, there's so much anointing burning through your hearts, they feel alive. Man, that feels good. Being around that person, I feel alive. 
The river of life's coming out of them. Is the river of life a river of fire? You can bet your firstborn child it is. <laughs> right on the altar before God's throne. Put your firstborn child today. Amen, like Samuel. Hallelujah. The gold altar. And just dedicate them to God. Hallelujah. Sacrifice your firstborn child today to God the Father. Is there anything better than giving your firstborn Jesus Christ to the nations? Hallelujah. Feast on His flesh. Feast on His blood. Be filled with wisdom and favor that you don't deserve, that you cannot earn by anything you do in your brain or your body. Just be filled with the apostolic and the prophetic anointing, head to toes today, and be blessed and overflowing in all your cups of all your earthen vessels, that every one of you may experience the fullness of heaven on earth as a gift from God's firstborn. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs>